the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey, looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Welcome to Hour 2 tonight, babies. It's Taco Tuesday. Best day of the week, almost. Monday is my favorite day of the week. But Tuesdays, we get to hang out with Gary Quackenbush. GQ Law, he always makes me, give me gives me the giggles with his crazy Gary Quack and the Whack laws and also gives us the good news we can use. It's always a good time hanging out with Gary Quackenbush. Isn't it, DJ Potato Skins? I get to hang out with Gary twice a day, so, uh, you know, it, 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 Tuesdays, I love it. Oh, you're such a braggart. He knows GQ. He gets to really I, hang I, out he, with he, He's one of my peeps. He is one of your peeps, and he's everybody's peeps. Hey, peeps, Gary Quackenbush. How are you doing, AK? Well, I'm, well, thank you. I'm a little warm. It's a little toasty here in San Diego County. At least it's not as hot and as, not as humid as it was in Cabo over the weekend. And my hair's not quite so freaked out. Um, but yeah, it's a little toasty here. But, and, and at least we don't have the hurricane bearing down on us like they do in Florida. Um, all that, it's all good. It's all yeah. good. Mm-hmm. It's always good, no matter where you vacation, coming home to San Diego just ain't that bad. <laughs> no, it's really not. <laughs> yeah. In fact, well, we, were it, in, it, we were up in Portland, Well, because I have a son that lives in Vancouver, Washington, which is over the other side of the river from Portland, mm-hmm. and Vancouver is gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's clean. It's nice. It's, you know, near the water, and you go into poor Portland. Oh, oh. my gosh, poor Portland. What did they do? It's such an incredible, beautiful city and the environment, all that stuff around. And and you're near the water and the port. It's just so busy and awesome. And it is destroyed. Is it really? I haven't been up. I haven't been up in the Pacific Northwest in years. But last time I was up there, I was up there in the early 2000s and it was pristine. I mean, Seattle was, Tacoma, Portland. I was working that whole area, and they didn't have the homeless problem. They didn't have the filth in the streets. It's just been it's just been completely ruined, and it is it's so bad. beautiful up there. Yeah, no, they just, and that's you know that's what we're headed for in San Diego. If we're not careful, and it's mm-hmm. like they just they made you know they the governor up there basically said you know don't. Don't pick out the homeless. Let them stay where they want. And it's, I mean, the homeless problem is a big problem. It's a big deal. And it's, and I'm not, you know, it's just that rather than taking care of it, you just dump it on the city streets and the city's just really hurting. I mean, there's graffiti and tents and burned, burned out things just everywhere. It's, it's, it's the sad thing is you go downtown Portland and it doesn't feel safe. You have to park in, you know, guarded 
pay parking lots. You don't want to park on the street. There's a lot of people just kind of prowling the streets. It's sad. It really is because Portland is a beautiful place. Went to the Portland Zoo. Incredible. Absolutely. Second to San Diego. It's gorgeous. You know, the weather was really, really warm for up there, mm-hmm. you know, you know, 92, 93. So it's just warm all over the place. But Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. When I was down in Cabo, there was lots of people there from like Houston, from Georgia, Atlanta. And I'm like, what are y'all doing here? I would have thought you to go someplace a little bit cooler. You know, they're like, ah, oh, we're used to it. And I'm like, they're like, but at least you get because I was, you know, the humidity was killing me. It was like being on the on the on the bayou instead of on the beach. And um, I was like, I guess I'm probably the only one that's going to enjoy the weather more at home than on my vacation. <laughs> right. It's true. It's, it, because we just don't have the humidity. We have just enough to make it so your skin doesn't super dry out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's not. It, mm-hmm. That's the thing. You know, we, we've been down to, to Cabo and, the, you know, in over on the Yucatan and all that stuff in the Riviera Maya. And it's like you get, you know, 90 degrees there and 90 percent humidity. It's just it, mm-hmm. it's stifling. Yeah, like, yeah. it is. It is beautiful, and it's obvious why it's green, but crazy. Do you got any wacky laws for us this week for us to laugh about? So I I decided to go after Arizona this or Nevada (laughs) because I'm tired of the California ones. All the California wacky laws are, you know, the, the, um, in the last, so in this last term in California, we passed 1,200 new laws, and 1,000 of them were signed signed by um, Newscombe. Real a thousand? a thousand laws are signed into law by Newscom, and they're and and weird, weird stuff. I mean, I was looking at some additional. Okay, I don't want to talk about that on the radio. It's just weird stuff. Like, wow. you know, it just every little law trying to control this behavior and do that, and you can't say this, you can't say that, and you're not allowed to do this. And I mean, really, we're going like Jews. We're you know, it's going back to the law of Moses. Wow. You know, that's what Newscom would want. He'd want the law of Newscom. That's what he would want. <laughs> the law of Newscom. <laughs> uh, I just can't imagine if he got on the presidential ticket. Yeah. That would just be, it would be really sad. He's truly a wannabe so. dictator. But what did you find in Arizona that we can, let's laugh at the zonies. Okay. So on the Las Vegas Strip specifically, what happened is uh, Las Vegas is trying to clean them, to clean up the town, right? Which mm-hmm. is really cool. So they made an anti profanity law and so it is illegal to swear on the las vegas strip (laughs) just so you know that when you're there does that include the hookers walking up and down the strip so we can we can have drug deals happening on the strip we can have hookers walking up and down as long as they don't say any cuss words okay vegas exactly exactly you can't use bad words you can say would you like to yeah Uh, yeah um, yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's so funny. It was just so dumb. And so they okay, can't swear on Las Vegas Strip. Go down to clean it up. That's one of the ones. And then the other one was, and they came up with a whole series of laws on what what activities you can't participate. Don't go there. What activities you can't participate in on the strip. And specifically, one of them was hula hoop that exceeds 48, 48 inches in diameter. <laughs> so you can do a little hula hoop, you just can't do a big one. I mean, let's really regulate the heck out of this. <laughs> We're so lost as a country. We've got hula hoop regulations going on. I mean, it's just... Oh, it's just so funny. Yeah, you can't stand on Fremont Street. There's a thing called the Fremont Street Experience, and you're not allowed to use hula hoops. I know. Oh, it's just... I, I just, it seems like there's more, you know what I think is happening is people are distracted. They're going like, oh, we don't want to deal with the homeless thing because that's just too, too many people are involved. 
let's spend our time making all kinds of other little laws. I know the other day I was down there and this person had this enormous hula hoop and she was out there swinging those hips banging into people I want to make that illegal thank you for the visual thank you for the visual (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness how do I how do I segue from that into news you can use I don't even know. I don't even know where to go with that. I'm imagining okay. Lizzo. I'm imagining Lizzo with a hula hoop, by the way. Just so you know. <laughs> oh, it's gosh. A, it's a hula, I'm sorry. If the hula hoop is four feet in diameter, it could, it could be a very large person. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Anyway. So the, the, what, what I want to have people understand, okay, when you are chosen to be the successor trustee of your parents. Oh, nice segue, by family. the way. Nice segue from the hula hoop to. <laughs> well, because you, you don't, it, it's like, okay, here it is. I'm standing on Fremont Boulevard. I'm having a good time. There's this, you know, Fremont Street you know, <laughs> gathering, and I'm out there going, I love the hula hoop. So I whip out my hula hoop. And I'm dancing away. I got one. I got two. I'm really having a good time. And some Guy walks up and says, excuse me, sir, you are under arrest. Here's two more hoops. Put your wrist out in front of you. Boom, boom. Yeah. I'm going to jail. Okay. Okay. I had no idea that hula hooping, I thought it was an easy thing I could do it anywhere. So you have these people that, oh, dad named me as a successor trustee of his trust. He passed away a couple of years ago. You know what? I'm just going to. I'm just going to hang on to the stuff. My brothers and sisters, they can just trust me. I'm going to take care of the rental. I'm going to move the investments where I want because I've got my money. I'm a good guy. I'm doing this thing. And then all of a sudden, he gets a notification that says, Dear Mr. Successor Trustee, I have been retained by your brother and sister, and they would like an accounting, which you have failed to provide at their request over the last two years. And I want it to be precise in probate format, and I want it within 60 days. Or we will petition the court to have you removed as the successor trustee and surcharged for all the loss Mm. on the crappy investments you've been making. And we're going to have you charged for my fees. Happens all the time. There are law firms now that are cropping up. Unfortunately, now in our little San Diego, it's happening to law firms that all they do is that's what they're doing is they're looking to see if if there's a beneficiary out there that's going... I didn't get my money. Oh, well, then let's go after your trustee because he is sitting on a million dollars. So we know where we can get our attorney's fees. Let's go. So successor trustees, what I'm finding, Andrea, is they are crazy for trying to do it themselves, thinking my dad said I should do it. I'm the successor trustee. My brother and sister is just going to have to deal with me later. I'm going to do the best I can. And I say no, no, and no. In fact, I was talking to a lady today. Um, uh, what was it? Oh, over a probate accounting. So uh, uh, basically, we have somebody that provided us with a, a QuickBooks account. I mean, literally, it is to the penny of everything the trustee has spent. Wow. Um, you know, just, I mean, really incredible. And it is not acceptable in probate court. And Why? so the argument was that's insane because the California probate code requires a very specific format. It's not just keeping track of pennies, it's the specific format on how it's laid out and what the summary sheets look like and what the schedule so that a judge can go, well, I know on Schedule A it's supposed to be this and B it's supposed to be this. 
it's not supposed to look like books from a company, you know, like a, oh, a general Oh, gotcha. Oh, gotcha. Stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so that people do it and you turn it, you know, so the attorney says, well, I want accounting and you ship that accounting to them. It's a QuickBooks accounting, whatever. And they go, sorry, that's not the right amount. I'm going to court because you don't know what you're doing. So you've got to know what you're doing when you're handling other people's money. I just, that's my warning. You're acting as a fiduciary, like it or not. You're a fiduciary. You're not a professional fiduciary, but you are now, and you're held to that same standard. They don't say, oh, but she doesn't know what she's doing. No, the judge says, if you don't know what you're doing, sweetie, you got to get somebody to do it for you or coach you because you're doing it wrong, and that's surchargeable. So and if there's money that's lost. So are you it, saying... It, 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 Excuse me for interrupting. We've got about 30 seconds yeah. before we need to take a break, and you're going to have to hold yeah. over. Are you saying, are, you know, that it, it sounds to me like it's a risky proposition to accept being a successful trustee? I wouldn't want to do it, given the fiduciary responsibility and that, that, I, and that we've got some predatory firms out there that are just looking around to see, you know, who they can, who, what successor trustee they can hit with, with you know, demands. So we're going to, exactly. yeah, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to finish up with Gary Quackenbush on the, on the other side of the break. And then we are going to talk about the young man, the 12 year old boy who was kicked out of school. They tried to, or they did kick him out because of a Gadsden flag he had on those topics and more. Don't you go anywhere. Andrea Kay. The Donut Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I'm digging that like 60s, 70s kind of vibe for GQ, Gary Quackenbush. Yeah. GQ, what do you think about that music for you? Kind of like a little theme music for oh, GQ. Oh, man, I am so relaxed right now. This is so Are you? cool. Oh, I want to... I'm going to get out my hula hoop. Oh, I'm going to get out my hula hoop. <laughs> All right, finish up. You were scaring me uh, and, and anybody else who might be thinking about uh, accepting the role of successor trustee. Well, if you don't know the rules about hula hooping in Las Vegas, you better not hula hoop because you could get like arrested for it. It is a crime. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know the rules about being a successor trustee, don't try it. Because if you think about it, Andrea... What you're being asked to do is you have a person's money, everything they have, their house, their car, their bank account, their investment accounts, everything, all their money of this person that has passed away. And you are now put in charge of all that money as a fiduciary, and you have to deal with it appropriately according to the California probate code and get it to where it's supposed to go. It's not an easy task, and people think it's just a matter of, Okay, beneficiaries, one, two, three, add up the money, divided by three handout checks. That's not the case. And what happens is people don't know what they're doing. So instead of saying, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to be a successor trustee, I say, look in the California law. And the California law says, if you are not competent as a successor trustee, meaning you don't know how to be a fiduciary, then you have a duty under California law to delegate your responsibility. So you, you hire an attorney that knows what they're doing to help you with the trust administration. You hire a tax professional because you're not allowed to prepare a tax return for a trust. I don't care whether you know, know how to or not. The person has died. You can't get written permission from your parent. You can't do the tax return for the trust. If you're not an accountant or a bookkeeper where you know how to do accountings professionally, technically you're not qualified. You cannot 
invest money on behalf of the trust because you are not a, a, a financial advisor. So you have to get your people in line. So it's not a hard job if you have the right people. You know, it's a lot of work. There's a lot of things going on. But if you have the right people, you get the right team, who's going to fight you? You know, mm-hmm. so your brother or sister fiduciary or beneficiary, they're a little annoyed and they hire an attorney. I mean, I had that happen with me. We have one huge big fight we're going on. It's a law firm in San Diego thinks they're pretty hot stuff. And it was like they, you know, I had my financial fiduciary respond to the guy. And the guy was, he was incredible. He knew everything. He knew everything they need to know because I hire advisors when I'm out of my area of perfect expertise. So as a successor trustee, it's your obligation to make sure you got the right professionals helping you out. Just don't do it on your own. Don't risk no. it. It's just not worth it. Get right. it done right. Get it done right. And that means get it done with GQ. Right? Absolutely. GQ Law. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you. GQLaw.com. What I want to talk about next week is something that came up with somebody that I know got me wondering about this. It, was, it hit me a little bit earlier today. Estate planning involving your business. Because if you're a small business owner and you're not married, and but you've got kids, I don't really know, especially if they're underage, I don't know. And we don't have time to get into it now. But I want to visit that next week. Okay, absolutely. Uh, what happens with the Very business, because that, to me, is, is an important area, and I'm not sure we've ever talked about that. So, Okay, well, I've got a great answer for you. All right. I knew you would, okay, yeah. because you've got answers for me about whether or not I, I can, I can uh, hoop a hula on the Fremont Street experience or, or what I need to do if i got a business and I want to make sure my peeps are protected. You're the man with the you answers. All right, dear. We'll Absolutely. see you next week. All right. Okay. Honey. Thanks, AK. Bye. Take it easy. All right. Um, so, Skins, just make sure next time you go into Vegas, you leave the hula hoop at home, okay? That's the first thing I pack. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, this 12-year-old uh, boy gets hauled into uh, school. Mom comes in with a baby, which was the the viral video uh, of this mom coming in with her son to talk to a teacher um, uh, went viral. And I was distracted because, you know, where she set up the camera to record the teacher involved this cutest little baby's little foot that was wagging around. Um, But the little boy with the backpack was Trey cute himself. And here's what happened. I'm sure you guys might have already heard the story by now, Skins. I don't know if you heard the story or not. But he was a little boy. He's, I think he was in elementary school. Like, looks like he's like a fourth grader. No, he was 12 year old, 12 years old at the Vanguard School in Colorado Springs. Um, His teacher, I guess, um, uh, had a problem with him with his, with his backpack because do you know what the Gadsden flag is? No, I don't know the term of it, but we all know what it looks like. It's the "Don't Tread on Me" flag, right? Where you've got this cold snake, and then it says "Don't Tread on Me." Yep. Yeah. So, um, what happened was his teacher is telling him you can't you can't put the keep that backpack in the room around other students because it because it has roots in slavery and in the slave trade. Well, evidently the kid we see the video at the point in which the mom is brought in, but the, we don't see the conversations that uh, the kid had with the teacher. And evidently the kid's like you know the teacher's like.
like, look, we don't have to bring your mom in. Just take your books out of it. I don't want you to miss school. Just take your books out of it. Leave the backpack outside. And evidently, the kid was like, you know, let me get my mom here. She doesn't live too far from here. I loved the kid's expression. You see him from profile. But the mom sits down and she's like, so what's the problem here? Well, he's got this Gadsden pack on, patch on, on his backpack. And, you know, I explained to him, and you could tell how nervous the teacher was. I explained to him that this patch, that you know, has its roots in slavery and the slave trade. And the mom's like, actually, it doesn't. Actually, it has its roots in the Revolutionary War and has to do with the 13 colonies uh, fighting against the British. Oh, well, <laughs> the teacher's like, look, I'm just following, you know, the school district's orders or whatever. And, and the mom's like, really? Because I'm not familiar with an anti-patch order. Are other kids allowed to bring patches, you know, wear patches into school? Yeah. So it seems like it's kind of a one-sided situation. Well, look, I'm just enforcing, you know, so then the, then, then the teacher does a really good job of playing dumb. Um, so, um, so after the school teacher, um, the school's director had sent an, an email saying that saying that the uh, patch was disruptive to the classroom environment. This patch is on the backpack in the middle of like 20 other patches that was on the backpack. Most kids in the classroom, you're not wearing your backpack. You can't even wear a backpack and sit in the desks. So how was this patch disrupting anybody? It no, wasn't. Some schools were actually outside the classroom. What's up? I know some schools where the backpacks are literally hung outside the classroom. Right. So, you know, uh, there, it, it, was it, how was it disruptive to anybody? Um, so anyway, um, the, 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 uh, uh, the actual governor of Colorado, believe it or not, is a Democrat, actually came out and uh, said that it was a proud symbol of the American Revolution. So hat tip to him for a Democrat governor coming back and responding with some truth and in support of this kid. So um, I thought that was that was a win. But the the message here needs to be that you've got to have a parent like this child's uh, mom who is willing to stand up for what's right and do it calmly and then go public with it like the kid did on X. And now we have a good result. All right, stay tuned. We got another half an hour to go on tonight's Andrea K Show. Don't go anywhere. The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K, whatever you call her. Don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Getting into our pop culture or the cultural Marxists used to be called the pop culture segment in TV and radio shows. Now we got to call it the pop cultural Marxist movement uh, segment of tonight's Andrea K Show. So KGP today, mop head. Um, she just thinks she's so much smarter than she is. <laughs> so fun to watch. Um, we don't play a whole lot of clips from her because there's only so much fun you can have with watching somebody say dumb stuff. It's like, I don't even, we, we don't even play a whole Except lot of... Except for whatever reason, Kamala, she's, she's she, very entertaining. She's still good fun. 
Um, but like Biden, we don't. There was some Biden gas today. We didn't play it anymore because you know what? It's not. It, it, it's embarrassing. A, it's embarrassing, and it's a point to where it's just. It's like there was there was a clip going around of an independent voter today who was saying with Biden, you know, it's just always with the word salad. I just don't know if he's just really capable. And, and it's like, are you kidding me? First of all, of course he's not. I mean, how could I mean the way she this this brain dead bent says it in this in this video it's like she's just now having a revelation that joe biden struggles at the microphone and quite frankly that's really not the worst of of a joe biden presidency okay we're looking at six dollars a gallon of gas literally they have welded open the border gates and are allowing a flood of child traffickers fentanyl ms-13 gang drug member drug runners terrorist into our country uh you know and, and how how anybody could even consider voting for a democrat going forward is ab- it's, it's, absolutely it's so me. sad that rfk jr has been down there more than the people that are in power absolutely and then on top of it we have seen the left destroying the culture it's like been on steroids it's like it was a slow creep, and then all of a sudden, we've gone from a slow creep in terms of the destruction of the family over decades to the mutilation of five-year-olds. Here's KGP today, Corinne Jambier, um, try, you know, being asked a yes or no question about biological males competing in girls' sports. Clip three. Does he care that girls are allowed to compete in sports without just, fear I, of injury? Just, Does he think it's fair for girls to have to compete against biological males? I just answered the question. It is a common complicated issue. It is truly a complicated issue with a wide range of views, a wide range of views. There is no yes or no answer to this. It is complicated. There's a rule that the Department of Education has put forward, uh, and we're going to let that that process move forward. Uh, and uh, it is, uh, again, uh, we want to make sure that uh, while we establish guardrails with this rule, uh, that we also prevent discrimination as well against transgender kids. But again, a complicated issue with a wide range of views, and we respect that. It, uh, like she, she, she evidently thinks if she says the word complicated multiple times, complicated, that that somehow is going to not sound insane. It's not complicated. There is male and there is female. And there's no such thing as trans- transgender kids. None whatsoever. But it's actually really simple, too, even if you want to do something that deals with that issue that's being manufactured and created. You have transgender bathrooms, transgender sports, transgender locker rooms. You don't force biological girls to share a locker room and a bathroom with biological males. End of discussion. Period. Super simple. It really is just that simple. Remember the uh, sorority sisters, at Ka- the uh, Kappa, ha- Kappa Kappa Gamma House in uh, Wyoming? They all agreed to let some biological male rush their house and join. And then they started getting really uncomfortable because... Uh, dude still had his body parts and dude was staring at him and sharing a house with him and getting aroused watching these women undress. So they decided to file a lawsuit against it. Well, their case got thrown out of court. And initially, I, I read the 
case today or the the ruling today and initially um you know, we the courts uh, I, i'm kind of on the fence part of me understands where this judge was coming from because basically he says um um that the sororities bylaws which says um every member must be a woman um it's not really clear in the bylaws and that the judge is basically saying that he's not going to write he says the University of Wyoming chapter voted to admit and more broadly a sorority of hundreds of thousands approved Langford, the biological male, with its inquiry beginning and ending there. The court will not define woman today. The delegate of a private voluntary organization interpreted woman, otherwise undefined in the nonprofit's bylaws expansively. This judge may not invade Kappa Kappa Gamma's freedom of expressive association and inject the circumscribed definitions plaintiff urge, plaintiff's urge, holding that plaintiffs fail to possibly, plausibly allege their derivative breach of contract, tortious interference, and direct claims, the court dismisses without prejudice a plaintiff's causes of actions. Uh, because there were some sorority sisters in, in that house that there were text messages revealed that some of the sorority sisters weren't sure if uh, it had happened, the, you know, the, the staring and all that stuff had happened the way these sisters had claimed. But the problem was... They have in their bylaws that it must be a woman, but they don't have the definition. And then they're the ones that let him in. You let him in your house, and now you regret it. He won't leave, and you went to a judge to fix your problem for you. This, and when it comes to sports with women, one of the things that people have to do if you're a parent is you have to say, my kid is not going to share a locker room. With a biological male, my kid is not going to compete against a biological male. And if every parent of a girl on a swim team said, we're not competing, we're shutting down, we're shutting down this sport because we're not going to go along with it, what would happen? What would happen? We'd have a whole lot less of biological males pulling this crap, like Leah Thomas, who was number 400 in competing against males and suddenly, uh, you know, shaves his legs and calls himself Leah and starts winning every race. He wouldn't have won a race if the girls had said, we're not going to compete because they're going to lose anyway. What do you, what do you accomplish by going along with it? You're going to lose. Why do it? Take a stand. I don't feel sorry for these Kappas. I don't know what's I don't know what what went on at, at LSU Rush this year, but let me tell you, if I had been in there and my sorority sisters had tried to allow in some biological male, I'd been like, "Done, I'm out. You're not getting another dime from me out of my dues," and I'm taking it to you know, uh, taking it beyond Sigma chapter, and I'm taking it all the way to um, the, the head office, taking it all the way to the corporate office. And if the entire house of girls stand up and say all 200, I think we had something at our house, like 200 something girls said, you know what? We're out. We're not going to let a, let, let a male in here. What are they going to do? Women have to start standing up for themselves and for their gender because we are under assault. And I'm sick of hearing conservatives blame uh, Trump for losing uh, as though uh, 
uh, the only issue with women in this country is that they don't like how Trump tweets and they don't like uh, and, and that, it, you know, we just need we need a Republican who's, you know, not going to do mean tweets. And suddenly the women will start voting for us. We've got to start speaking to women about this issue. We've got to start raising it as a Republican Party. And telling women and being more bold about what's happening to women out there and calling women out for that. We need to start calling out these liberal women for their nonsense and what they're doing to other women. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk a little Disney, a little Hollywood. We're going to talk uh, with Hollywood. We're going to talk a little Disney um, because we've got some issues, some uh, success to share with you there. And then also a little update on the on the Hollywood strike. Stay tuned. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. So we've had three good news stories to share with you guys. There was pushback <clears throat> against the uh, New Hampshire Republican Party for trying to uh, take steps to, to keep Trump off the ballot. Um, we had a little bit of a win going on in Colorado with a school that tried to intimidate a mom and tried to bully a boy into giving up his Gazden flag. And now we got we got some good news to share about uh, Disney and how going woke has made them go broke. And now Disney Plus has canceled their woke Doogie Hauser reboot. Remember the TV show Doogie Hauser back in the day? Um uh, an, an old friend of mine worked on that worked on that TV show. Smart show. Yeah, it was a great show. So they were going to do a Doogie Hauser reboot called Doogie <laughs> Doogie Kama Aloha uh, Aloha Kama Kami Aloha, based in Hawaii. Replacing, uh, it, you know, it was originally st- uh, starring Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, you don't replace Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, the Hawaii set series replaced the show's white male protagonist with a Hawaiian girl named Lahela Kami Aloha. Um, they've also, which is so stupid. Um, look, and you know how much I love Hawaii, but it's just like, what's with all these reboots, man? Come up with something new. Don't just take something and think it's clever by taking something that's already been done and replacing the lead character with somebody of color. It's tired. All right. Um, the Disney Plus is also not going to air um, Spiderwick. Have you heard of Spiderwick? Yeah, I think it's a book series. Yeah, the Spiderwick Chronicles. Yep. And they were also going to do a 20,000 Leagues reboot titled Nautilus. So they're not going to air. Those have already been completed. They've already been produced, but they're not going to air them. So good. Good. They've been dumb. And now they're going to pay the price for it. Speaking of dumb, um, I'm having a really hard time trying to muster up any sympathy for these Hollywood actors. There's a new article out today in the Hollywood, uh, Urban Hollywood 411. Um, talking about how, you know, the human cost of the Hollywood strikes, there's people who are homeless and there's this director they're talking about, you know, we've dedicated our lives to this entertainment industry business. There's people who are homeless. There's people who can't pay their bills. There's people that can't pay their light bills. I know a few of those people. Uh, the strike has gone on for 112 days. I don't know who this guy is. I don't recognize this guy. Uh, here's the thing. 
couple couple things uh, here. Um, this is an example of Hollywood's are such, they're such hypocrites. There's what probably supposedly 20,000 actors at each given moment. At least the old stat was 20,000 actors and only 5,000 are working. This is an industry that is notoriously difficult, if not impossible, uh, to be a success in to where you're able to pay your bills. And you're never supposed to give up your day job. This is why every restaurant in Hollywood, they're actors um, because they can work nights and go on auditions during the day. If you're not able to pay your bills now, you were never successful enough as an actor to give up working as, as, as a waiter. And on top of it, if you made it to SAG, you're being paid heck of a lot more than the independent actors that haven't made SAG, right? And you don't give a crap about them. And the reality is, if, if the unions were so great and taking care of people, the actors would have been better off. You've got the mega celebrities who make $10 million a picture, even if it's on Netflix these days. And then you've got these little, these little nothings that barely are able to keep by. And they're nothings in the Hollywood industry. Absolute nothings. And the unions, are, are, they're getting paid scale like $200 a day to work, not a living wage. So what has the unions ever done for these people? Nothing. And what's going on here is the same thing that happened. I know somebody, uh, I I don't have anything to do with him anymore because he's a far left nut job trucker who was all about the unions. And the unions finally put enough pressure on the trucking company he worked for that he ended up out of a job. And the union bosses were all multi-multi-millionaires and didn't have a care in the world while the little plebes in the unions like this guy are broke. Because if the unions were ever actually taking care of the plebes, like in this article here, this guy talking about being homeless, why would he be making so much less than any of the other major stars in Hollywood? Wouldn't they all be making the same? Isn't that what it's supposed to be in the union skins? That if you're working at a manufacturing plant at a car manufacturer, everybody gets paid the same? So the whole thing, this whole SAG after thing is a complete scam. It's just a scam. So now they've about put themselves out of business. And quite frankly, Skins, it's like you and I were talking about last night with you've ordered the set of Night Gallery and you're going to watch it. It's like you're not feeling you're not feeling like you're losing out on anything, are you? Nope. There's so many options out there. Probably better stuff from back in the day than there is now. Exactly. Mostly. Exactly. Pluto TV, Pluto TV, which streams for free, has family ties on it. Oh, Pluto's great. Pluto's great. They got family ties on there. All these old movies like Blazing Saddles and stuff on there. And, and um, oh, gosh, Love Boat, all these old series that I used to love. So much better TV. So much better anyway. So, you know what? I'm not going to feel sorry for them. Maybe, maybe I, I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not an expert on SAG, but you know, maybe, maybe what these people need to do is just all, all start, you know, somehow break it, break up the union, break up the union, negotiate your own contracts, 
because obviously if if you've got this number of people supposedly that are they're homeless now let me tell you the union ain't done anything for you all right so tomorrow is wednesday hump day we're going to have some economic news um, there is supposed to be, by the way, I'm not sure when it's going to happen. I, I think it might be tomorrow. Uh, the Georgia Freedom Con- Conference. Oh, no, it's Thursday morning. The Georgia Freedom Caucus is going to hold a press conference on the Trump RICO indictment Thursday morning. I'm looking forward to that. Um, our eyes will be on the hurricane in Florida that's supposed to hit uh, begin hitting overnight. I think there's already high winds and it's supposed to hit maybe in the early morning hours tomorrow. So prayers up for everybody in Florida. Hopefully everybody down there is prepared, boarded up, leaving um, and not taking a chance and writing it out. And um, ho- hopefully they've got insurance and, and uh, are prepared. And also, please don't leave your dogs behind. Please take your pets with you. Isn't there anything? It's just why is it that every time there's some major, you know, uh, you know, disaster like this, you know, dogs are left behind. You know, they're your family members. Don't leave your dogs behind. You know, it's not. You know, in a Maui situation where, oh, by the way, the um, the Hawaii Electric Company is beginning to admit their fault now. Um, but that doesn't that doesn't excuse why the families weren't warned, why there was no sirens and why there was no water. They didn't have time to get out with their dogs, but the Floridians do. Prayers up for everybody in Florida. Thank you guys for being here. Don't forget our podcast. It's, it's downloadable wherever you get your podcast. And we'll see you tomorrow. Peace out. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.